0: hello hello (laughs) welcome everyone to another crazy week of case files with kat and ashley um new hair who dis like what's you've got it's a new year y'all it's new year short hair purple Mm -hmm. and blue i mean
1: gorgeous all things i did all the things i took new year New me seriously yeah I love it. So did you do anything fun for New Year's? Um, Well, because of where I'm currently staying, it was a madhouse and I didn't want to leave. Oh. You know, Hmm. with all the bars and stuff there, it was pretty crazy. Traffic was awful. They had cops everywhere trying to direct traffic. So I watched the fireworks from the yard And then I walked down to a place out there and um, kind of people watched and hung out and stuff. Uh, Nothing crazy, though, just because it was a mess with all the people trying to get to the boardwalk. Um, New Year's Day, I went to um, Damn Fine Pies and Coffee
2: in Mm. Seabrook.
1: Because they were doing New Year's, like the traditional New Year's meals, raising money... Um, to fix the stuff that happened in the fire. So, oh, cool! Yeah, cool. and so so I got my New Year's meal, so I was happy about that. But yeah, that, that what was my is
0: your what is your New Year's
1: meal? Uh, black-eyed peas. Usually, it's either cabbage or collard greens. I had collard greens this year, cornbread, um, and then some kind of pork. I had I had bacon as my pork this year, um, because I don't really have a kitchen to do the cooking myself. So. Oh, right. Yeah, right, yeah. Right. but um, but that is that's what I had. So and it was actually really good from there.
0: Well, that's awesome. Um, I also did not go anywhere. <laughs> uh, I my neighbors came over. I drank like a lot of champagne. You know, I basically just I had a cup of a cup a red solo cup in one hand. And then a bottle of champagne in the other, and I just walked yeah. around with that. Like, <laughs> I don't think the cup was necessary, but I it made me feel better. Yeah. <laughs> like I was well, having one cup at a time. <laughs>
1: saw the cute photos of matching pajamas on oh, Christmas. for Christmas. So cute!
0: Y'all. I get That's new ones cute. for us every year. Yeah, that was the Marvel theme this year. The Avengers um yeah so now um before i ask you what you're drinking i'm in the middle of dry fucking january <laughs> in the middle i'm five days in to dry <laughs> <laughs> five days in it's five no days much- i'm not counting or anything not counting mm-hmm. um but yeah So yeah. what about you what are you drinking
1: um i'm drinking nothing oh uh, my
0: gosh <gasps> we're having a dry show i know but
1: it's just Work and everything else. I had jello shots earlier at a um, business networking meeting. That was how many hours ago? Gummy Bears, which was interesting. Um, So, yeah, it was a pretty lit uh, (laughs) meeting, I guess. Using all the new words today for me.
0: You are. You are. You're so <laughs> today. You have blue hair, blue, yeah, purple yeah. hair. Now you think you're all the shit. Um, mm. Okay. Well, awesome. Uh, okay. So I'm going to start with a question of the week, oh. if that's, if you don't mind. Um, I don't normally do New Year's resolutions, but I am really curious to hear uh, what others do. So, yay or nay? New Year's resolutions?
1: What is it? I, I. Don't usually make them. Um, I usually just, it never fails if I make one, I never do it. And so I make goals throughout the year and just try to, like, do those. You know what I'm saying? Like, small goals throughout the year. Yeah. Because if I start the year off with these expectations, (laughs) it's just doomed for me. Um, So what's your first small goal? I don't know. Um, Well, I accomplished one, but I can't officially announce it yet.
2: (gasps) Oh, I uh, can't. uh,
1: I'll have to tell you afterwards and then post about it, but I can officially say it. Um, So I did accomplish one. um, You're like, In regards to marketing. um, (laughs) Drink more. I'm sure that one will be accomplished. (laughs) Um, Keep them, them, you know, keep your
0: expectations reasonable.
1: uh, Take better, like, self-care stuff. Like, I don't ever do massages. I don't ever do beauty treatments or my hair or anything like that. So... I'm going to try to do some more of those this year, I guess.
0: I love that. I love that. Yeah. Um, well, more time friends. That's good. That's good. So my resolution, well, I I think it was like I decided I wanted to be ready for surgery should I need it. Yeah. So in order to really be ready, um, it would take me like eight weeks of physical therapy to get there. Mm-hmm. So I just decided to go ahead and start doing it. So for Christmas, I got an echelon bike Ooh. uh yeah i know it was on sale yeah, half fancy. off you know uh, it's not like the super fancy kind but you know whatever and uh so i've been trying to get on that every day nothing major i'm just trying to like build up muscle so like 30 minutes a day yeah. um but i mean it's also dry january so i think maybe uh i'll look pretty good maybe at the end of the month yeah, I keep, you, you keep did drive uh dry january last year too didn't you Oh, I made it to January 6th. <laughs> oh, okay. I just remembered you did it some year, and I thought that you, you made it all the way through, but never I, mind. I, I made it to January 6th, and I bet a lot of people started drinking on January 6th, even though they mm-hmm. said dry January. Um, okay, so fingers crossed, y'all. Fingers crossed. We're ready um, for Okay.
1: You. Thank you. I'll drink all double, right. just or triple, just for you.
0: All right. So, um, okay. So tonight's story. Mm -hmm. I was text messaging you, like you better have some booze because this is going to be crappy. Um, Okay, so I have a few uh, a few things to say first. Number one, this is uh, this may be the absolute worst story I have ever researched or read or heard about, and have. said I would tell. Um, Honestly, this is an awful, awful story. And Jason is wondering why all of you want to listen to this story and uh, why I want to tell you about it. And I couldn't come up with an answer, uh, but here we are. So this is this this week. This is
1: your warning. There's a lot of trigger warnings with this story.
0: I know. So (laughs) number two, I am going to talk about some super horrible things. And so, A, I hope that there are no children. I know yes. I, I say this you, there should never <laughs> be children listening uh i hope there are no ch- kids listening and that y- i want you to understand that the words i will be saying i will not want to say and you will not want to hear i will be describing describing awful acts that are done to a young teenager um so this is the trigger warning um so listen with caution and I am going to apologize for mispronouncing everyone's <laughs> everyone's names. I mean, no disrespect. I tried to do like the how to pronounce and yeah, my my Mexicanness and my Texanness and my Americanness all kind of got mushed up. And I'm like, that just sounds terrible. So I'm going to sound like an American saying these names. So I just want to. Um, it's super hard. I mean, no disrespect. So some people may just have to have their first name said okay um all that being said tonight i'm going to be talking about i'm going to be talking about junko Barata and her 44 days baruta excuse me and her 44 days in hell that's right 44 days in hell now Ashley, you may remember in season one, I did the a story that people would say is very, very, very similar, um, but based in the United States, and that was the story of Sylvia Likens. Mm-hmm. Um, and it absolutely resembles this case. This story, however, takes place in Japan, which is
2: why I'm going to have some issues. Um.
0: So this is going to take a lot of a lot out of me to discuss. So get Kevin ready. Um, and I'm just going to go ahead and get started. No trivia because. Oof. Yeah. All right. Let's just get started. All right. So first, let me tell you about Junko Furuta. Um, Junko was born in Misato, uh, which is in the Saitama Prefecture, which is basically just like northwest of Tokyo. Um It almost looks like if you're looking at a map, just like a little suburb outside of Tokyo. Um, She lived with her parents, her older brother, and her younger brother. And as a teenager, she was, I mean, she was pretty great. She attended the local high school, Yashio Minami High School, and worked part-time at a plastic molding factory during after-school hours. Um, And she was doing that for like a year she did this to save up money she was gonna go on a graduation trip as she had planned and so she was saving up money for that she had also accepted a job at an electronics retailer that she had planned on working for after graduation so girl was set up she's you know super smart Um, at high school she was very well liked by her classmates she had very good grades she was rarely absent um she didn't drink she didn't do drugs she didn't smoke so like a very good kid yeah ideal plus she also just happened to be incredibly beautiful so <laughs> smart sweet beautiful i mean the perfect combination she she just had everything in her in her favor well um a fellow student by the name of Hiroshi Miyano thought she was just Perfection. Hiroshi was well known as the school bully, often bragging about his connections to the Yakuza, which is basically a powerful Japanese crime syndicate. Um, it even made his own parents afraid of him, according to their classmates. Um, Hiroshi had developed a somewhat of a crush. on on junko and was so mad that she turned him down he asked her out she said no thanks not interested i mean no one had even dared reject him especially after everybody knew that he had yakuza friends right like that's a big Mm -hmm. deal so before i go on let me give you a super brief background on the yakuza this is it straight from wikipedia in this podcast uh underground they did this like short two-part series on them anyway a bit of history can give the story some context as as i go um, so the english equivalent for the term yakuza is gangster so an individual involved in a mafia-like organization and they were very mafia-like so they are known for their strict codes of conduct they're organized fiefdom natures. It says mm-hmm. here, you know, like the boss at the top, and then you got the capos, and then you got all the minions on the bottom who do the grunt work, right? Yeah. Kind of like that top top down. Um, and then, oh, Louis, he's just...
2: <laughs> sorry.
0: Um, and then... uh, They also had... They were very well known for... Uh, having really weird practices they called yubi, yubitsumi or an amputation of the little finger so they would if they got if they got in trouble somehow you could lose a finger oh. if you did something else you could lose another finger and basically you're just losing all your fingers I mean you're kind of yeah. useless at that point if you can't even you're, you're, you're like I got thumbs <laughs> Um, they Uh, The members often wore, you know, sharp suits. They had a lot of tattoos. They slicked their hair. They are a very wealthy organization. And a lot of times they did what you expect from a mafia organization. Mm. Uh, They'd build up neighborhoods. They'd take over trash collections. You know, they would help out after a natural disaster. They also did a lot of the work others wouldn't do. Like clean up after Fukushima. um, Or... Uh Mhm. <clears throat> or um they were actually when remember at the beginning of the pandemic all the cruise ships who got stranded out there well they came on and helped help clean those. They did the work that nobody else wanted to do. Right? Very kind of Robin hoodie but I don't know. Um but anyway, the, as great as all that is, they are still super dangerous. Um yeah. at the height of the at the at their height the yakuza maintained a very large presence in um, Japanese media and operated internationally. In the early 60s, they had the highest level of membership at about 200,000 members. Oh. Uh, but this decline, this, this this membership has declined over the years. Um, a lot of things have changed. Um, they try to discourage membership in Yakuza now, but it's not illegal to be yakuza so it's really really bizarre they have yeah they've they've not quite figured that out now japan also has a very very low um crime rate very low homicide rate even like probably one of the lowest in 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 comparison yeah very very low so having this kind of mafia like organization seems a little bizarre okay anyway so Big, scary organization Mm -hmm. like the Mafia. You don't want to mess with the Mafia, period. Yeah. Right. Okay. So back to the story. So Junko rejects Hiroshi and his ego does not take kindly to it. And I mean, the audacity of somebody rejecting him. Yeah. And so a few days later, after the rejection, Hiroshi and his pal Shinji Minato uh, were hanging around at a local park and they were... Basically looking for women to rob and rape. They were known and experienced Mm -hmm. gang rapists. These two were experts at spotting easy targets. Like this is what they did for fun. Wow. We're off to a great start. (gasps) Mm -hmm. I think Mm -hmm. he's going to go horse by the end of the night. (laughs) So on closer to the microphone. Thanks. So, on the twenty fifth of November, nineteen eighty eight, Hiroshi and Shinji wandered around Misato where the where they lived, and with the intention of, like I said, robbing and raping. Um, at eight thirty p.m., they spotted Junko riding her bike home after she'd finished her shift at her job. And under Hiroshi's orders, Shinji kicked Junko off of her bike and then fled the scene and Hiroshi under the pretense of witnessing the attack by coincidence and swooping in like a fucking white knight he (laughs) approached Junko and offered to walk her home safely and Junko's like oh yes thank you wow thanks appreciate that um but she was unaware that Hiroshi was just leading her to a warehouse and he kept giving excuses like oh, I need to uh, stop at this place real quick. I need to pick something up or I need to drop something off, you know, Yakuza, right? You know, he wasn't saying Yakuza, but he was just kind of like, oh, I just need to go over here real quick. And he led her to this abandoned warehouse where he at that point revealed his Yakuza connections. Um, He raped her in the warehouse. And again, he took, then he took her to a nearby hotel and raped her again and threatened to kill her. And from the hotel, Hiroshi called Shinji and his other friends, Joe Agura and Yasushi Watanabe, and bragged to them about the rape. And Joe reportedly asked Hiroshi to keep her in captivity in order to allow numerous people to sexually assault her. (laughs) They did not care about sloppy seconds. I'm just So weird. So weird. Um, the group. Like I said, history of gang rape had recently kidnapped and raped another girl whom they had released afterward. So this was like. Truly evil people. I mean, like I said, yeah. what they did for fun at around 3 a.m. Hiroshi. Uh, took Junko to a nearby park where Shinji, Joe, and Yasushi were waiting. And they had, they had learned her home address from a notebook in her backpack and told her that they knew where she lived, that Yakuza members would kill her family if she attempted to escape. And the four boys overpowered her, took her to a house in a Yasi district of Adachi and gang raped her there again. The house, which was owned by Shinji's parents, soon became their regular gang hangout. And so on October 27th, Junko's parents contacted the police about her disappearance. It had been two days or a day or so. To discourage any further investigation, the kidnappers forced her to call her mother and say she had run away but was safe and staying
2: with some friends. Mm.
0: That part just hurts my heart so much because it sucks. Like if your kid calls you and says, mom, I ran away and I don't, you know, I'm fine. Don't worry about me. You know, like, uh, I don't know.
2: That's hard. Yeah. Okay.
0: They also forced Junko to stop the police investigation. So she called them as well. When Shinji's parents were present, Junko was forced to act as his girlfriend. They dropped this pretense when it became clear that Shinji's parents would not report them to the police. They just figured she was over there all the time because that was his new girlfriend. But then they're like, eh, we don't care anymore. The Monados stated later that they did not intervene because they were aware of uh, uh, their son's Yakuza connections and feared retaliation. And because their own son was increasingly violent towards them as well. They're like, we don't want to get. We don't want to (laughs) get beat up. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Um, Okay. so if this is if you've already heard enough, I would say stop listening here for all of you at home. Because it's just going to get from bad to worse from here on out. And I, I'm just telling you, it's going to be hard for me to say. So it's, I can only imagine it's going to be hard for you to listen. Okay. So the group held Junko captive at the Monado residence for 44 days where she was raped between 400 and 500 times by Hiroshi and his friends Ah! as well as other boys they knew whom they invited over and encouraged to hurt her the number is at about a hundred
2: um according to their
0: own statements and oh my god I can't believe these words are about to leave my mouth um When they weren't raping her, the boys forced her to do terrible things like eat live cockroaches, um, masturbate in front of them, drink her own urine. Um, Her body, still very much alive, was hung from the ceiling and beaten with golf golf clubs, bamboo sticks, and iron rods. They put candles on her eyelids and lit them so the wax burned her eyelids. The four shaved her pubic hair and they burned her genitals with cigarettes, lighters, and
2: hot wax. They forced her
0: to dance to music while naked and masturbate in front of them. They left her on a balcony in the middle of the night with little clothing. They kept her in a freezer for several hours. Her breasts were pierced with sewing needles they had a hot lit bulb inserted into her vagina and rubbed it until it exploded inside.
1: I just don't understand as human beings how you could get so much enjoyment out of doing these things to someone else. Like, I just don't Mm -hmm.
2: understand.
0: One of the things I don't understand is that there's
2: no like... Ted Bundy
0: or some other serial killer or you hear we how many times do we say like we he never stood a chance yeah these were four a hundred different men
2: at least who looked at this young woman and was like yeah I'm gonna do whatever it is I'm gonna do to her
0: While she was only a quarter through her ordeal, so 10 or so days, owing to the ongoing beatings, Junko could not breathe through her nose due to the accumulation of all the, like, from the beatings, So, the blood in her cavities had just, she just, all her sinuses were messed up. Um, Her body was so traumatized that And her internal organs basically just refused to accept food and water. So when she tried to drink, she would instantly vomit, which kept her more dehydrated and would make them pissed off because she's messing up the carpet. And then they would beat her some more and they would force feed her large amounts of alcohol or milk and water. They forced her to smoke multiple cigarettes at once, and inhale paint thinner. I mean, this is just over and over and over again. She, uh, They had her lay down on the ground, and they dropped
2: barbells on her stomach. And this went
0: on for 44 days.
2: I can't Um, believe she lived that long, honestly.
1: Like, that's insane.
0: Oh, absolutely. Um, So twice, twice. The police were alerted to Junko's condition and twice they failed to intervene. Well, once they were alerted, and then I'll, I'll explain. The first time a boy had been invited over, also a part of the Yakuza, uh, so it was said, um, had been invited over to the house uh, by Shinji
2: and uh, or by one of them, sorry, uh,
0: and went home after seeing Junko, it had said that they peer pressured him to partake, to also rape her. Like, hey, you're not you're not strong enough to not rape her. Like, you're, yeah. not, Yaku- you're not Yakuza. You don't deserve to be Yakuza. Um, and after he went home, he told his brother about what was happening. Then the brother told his parents, and the parents contacted the police. Well, the police showed up and this was, you know, 16 days in the police showed mm-hmm. up, but were assured by the family that there was no girl inside. And they're like, well, you can talk to my sons. Like my sons can tell you what's happening. And so the parents called down the sons and the sons came. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. You can come in. You can check the place out if you want. And the police said, No good night, baby.
2: Sorry. So the the police left and they
0: got in the car and they said that at that point they were like, Yeah, that's good. You mean if they were doing anything, they wouldn't have they wouldn't
2: have a uh any crimes if they were if
0: they were inviting us in, they'd be innocent. Like nobody would invite you into their house if there was actually a body to find. Mm-hmm. So that was enough. And I was like, oh no, sorry to bother you. Go about your day. The second time, it was Junko herself who called. Um, but before, I mean, and when I say,
2: I've, I've told you what they've done. We're 16 days in. They've burned her and beat
0: her and crushed her and left her out in the cold. She's nuts. She can't use the bathroom properly. She she soils herself all the time. She's, there's just, what a sad state of affairs at this point. She crawled to a phone and called, but before she was able to say anything, the boys discovered her. So she hung up. The boys didn't do anything. They waited and they just looked at her and waited for the phone to ring. And they made like, you do not say anything. Don't, no peep so they knew that the police were going to call back nope everything's fine it must have been a accidental dial sorry about that
2: no no worries they're all good
0: the punishment for making that call the boys doused Junko's legs in lighter fluid and set her on fire
2: They took large bottles and
0: they had been drinking from and they forced them up her anus and caused more internal injuries and bleeding, like glass bottles. And when she's found, they actually found glass in her anus. And by the end of December, Junko was so severely malnourished after being fed only small amounts of food and eventually only milk. Um, Due to her severe injuries and infected burns, she became unable to go to the downstairs toilet and became confined to the floor of Shinji's room in a state of just extreme weakness.
2: She was just not doing well. Her
0: appearance was so drastically altered from like all the beatings. Her face was so swollen. um, You could hardly make out any of her features. Uh, she was severely uh, disabled at this time. Very, very, you know, which is so Mm -hmm. sad because had the police investigated further, there are a lot of specialists who said, like, she would have survived. She would have had a lot of, a lot of problems. But she, if she'd wanted to fight to stay alive, she would have, I mean, obviously she wanted to live 44 days. I don't know that I would have made it too. I I just, I don't know. I feel like I would have lost the will. Um, Anyway, so she was so crippled and so malnourished and so swollen and messed up um, that she started to give off a rotting smell. She's got these infected burns. She's got just the pus is kind of, coming out of mm-hmm. some of these wounds. And so she's just, it's starting to smell. Um, and some of the, the four boys started to lose sexual interest in her. And as a result, they... You see some
2: as in not all? They still had people coming over. She was raped four to 500 times. As a result,
0: the four boys um, who the original four, um, kidnapped and gang-raped a 19-year-old who, like Junko, was on her way home from work. So they just went back to their old tricks. Um, On January 4th, 1989, after losing a game of Mahjong against another person the night before, Hiroshi decided he was going to vent his anchor towards Junko. He challenged Mm -hmm. her to a game of Mahjong. Well, she won. In their anger, they poured lighter fluid onto her thighs, arms, face, and stomach, and set her on fire again. Um, Junko allegedly made attempts to put out the fire, but gradually became unresponsive. And so they just continued to punch her, ignited a candle, and dripped hot wax on her face. Placed two short candles on her eyelids, forced her to drink her own urine. Um, after she was kicked, she fell onto a stereo unit and collapsed into a fit of convulsions. Um, and since she was bleeding profusely and pus was emerging from her infected burns, the four boys covered their hands in plastic because, God forbid, they get their hands dirty, continuing hunter. They continued to beat her and dropped an iron exercise ball onto her stomach several times and the attack reportedly lasted two hours. Um, She eventually succumbed to her wounds and died.
2: Um,
0: Less than 24 hours after her death, uh, Shinji's brother called to tell him that Junko appeared to be dead. Afraid of being penalized for the murder, the group wrapped her body in blankets and shoved her into a travel bag. And then they put her in one of those like big gallon, 55 gallon barrels, and they filled it with wet concrete. Um, and around 8 p.m., they loaded it and eventually disposed the drum into a cement truck in Koto, Tokyo. And on January 23rd, 1989, Hiroshi and Joe were arrested for the gang rape of that 19 year old that they had raped in December when they were bored with Junko. Um, And on the 29th of March, two police officers came to interrogate them as women's underwear had been found at their addresses. During the investigation, Hiroshi believed that one of the officers was aware of his culpability in Junko's murder. So thinking that Joe Agura had confessed to the crimes against Junko, Hiroshi was like, oh, I'm going to tell you everything. Here's where the body's at. And so the police were like, okay, thanks, but they weren't referring to that murder. They were referring to a different woman and her seven year old son who had uh, a case that has still been unsolved, but it happened nine days prior to Junko's abduction. Um, So they were like, huh? Okay.
2: So he gave himself
0: up. Um, The police found the drum containing Furuta's body, Junko's body, and the following day, uh, she was identified via fingerprints. On the 1st of April, 1989, Joe Agura was arrested for a separate sexual assault and subsequently re-arrested for Junko's murder. Um, The arrest of uh, Yasushi Watanabe and Shinji and Shinji's brother followed. Um, Several other accomplices who participated in Junko's abuse were officially identified, including Tetsuo Nakamura and Koichi Ihara, who were charged with with, with rape after their DNA was found on and inside of the victim's body. So, I'm not sure how long DNA lasts inside somebody,
2: but I don't think it's, like, a long time. You know what I'm saying?
0: hmm
2: I'm trying not to think about it, but I know what you're saying.
0: Like, so, inside of her body ha- had to have happened pretty, I don't know. hmm Um, the, okay, so
2: prosecution, as
0: is, uh, the norm, the identities of juveniles were not, were withheld because they, some of them were juveniles. Um, they were sealed by the court as they were all juveniles at the time. Journalists from the Shukan Banshun magazine, I am so sorry for butchering that, discovered their identities, however, and published them because they're fucking heroes, Um, they stated that given the severity of the crime, the accused did not deserve or have the right Mm -hmm. to anonymity. And so all four boys pled guilty to committing bodily injury that resulted
2: in death rather than murder.
0: So like that would be like I punched you and mm-hmm. you ended up having a heart attack from that. And so like that's that. Not like I punched you to kill you, you know. Anyway. For Forty four days. For forty-four days. So in July nineteen ninety, a lower court sentenced Hiroshi, the alleged leader of the crime, to seventeen whole years in prison. 17. I heard you're
1: about to say seventeen months, and I was about to just so like seventeen years. This podcast right now.
0: Listen, seventeen years is nothing. It's nothing, but it's better than seventeen months. But listen, this motherfucker—he appealed his sentence, but the Tokyo High Court sentenced him to an initial three years just for doing that. He was like the audacity of you coming here wanting to reduce yeah. your sentence. Here's three more. This, the 20-year sentence, this is the saddest part, is the second longest sentence
2: given in Japan before life imprisonment.
0: So it was like, 17 is pretty high, well, we're go to 20, and then like, life, isn't it? What about 60 years? Why not yeah. just give him, you know, um, he was 18 at the time of the murder, so I mean, he should have been tried as an adult. Um, uh, Shinji's mother, report, I'm sorry, Hiroshi's mother reportedly paid four hundred and twenty-five thousand uh, dollars U.S. dollars in U.S. dollars um, in compensation ordered by the civil court after selling their family home. Um, he was denied parole, denied, parole, denied parole in 2004, and then in 2013, he was rearrested after he got out. He was rearrested for fraud um, due to insufficient evidence, though he was released without charge later that month.
2: Yay. So uh, So which one is this? Shinji,
0: I'm sorry, said Minato, who was originally, uh, he originally received a four to six year sentence, was resentenced to five to nine years by that same judge when he appealed. So like, maybe don't appeal guys, but anyway, he was 16 at the time of the murder. Um, That was at his house. It was his house that all of this happened in. Um, His parents and brother were not charged though. Um, event were not ultimately charged. Uh, Junko's parents were dismayed, obviously, by the sentences received um, and won a civil suit against the parents, um, the Monados, in whose home the crimes were committed. Um, after his release, uh, Shinji moved in with his mother. However, in 2018, he was arrested again for attempted murder Um, after beating a 32 year old man with a metal rod and slashing his throat with a knife so he beat him with a rod and then slashed his throat and get this shit he told the court he was like yeah yeah I did that he was
2: like but I didn't like slash his neck to kill him (sighs) who are you talking to
1: really (laughs) all these people should have gotten life all of them. Or the death sentence.
0: All of them. So, the, the, the attorney is like, are you saying that you did not slash the victim in the neck with a knife and that the wound, for argument's sake, was a fabrication by the doctor? The judge asks, us. And he said, more likely the police than a doctor.
2: Like, the police frame me.
0: What pieces of shit. I understand, like, That if you're a young person, you make a mistake, you steal a pack of gum, you get caught drinking, you do, you know, like that doesn't define you. Hell, even in your early 20s, you get a DUI, you get lots of speeding tickets, whatever, like that doesn't define who you are. Second chances, everybody deserves them, right? Everybody. You kidnap somebody for 44 days and. committed horrible atrocious evil 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 acts on this on this young girl and you get nine years
2: and it's like i i just i
0: you don't you don't deserve a second chance actually you don't you don't deserve yeah. a second chance and like he didn't change at all he didn't change just because I beat him with a rod and slashed his throat doesn't mean I was trying to kill him. God,
2: don't put words in my mouth.
0: Uh, I, I, got, I, I just don't know what to say. It's, it makes me so angry. Okay. So Joe Agura. So for his role in the crime, Joe served eight years in a juvenile prison before he was released in 2004. He was 17 at the time of the murder. After his release, he took the family name Kamisaku when he was adopted by a supporter of his. A supporter. God, what is wrong with these people? He is said to have boasted about his role in the kidnapping, rape, and torture of Junko. He would tell, if you saw him at a Grocery store. He'd be like, hey, you see me in the news? That's me. That's me. I did that. I'm part of that. So, you're gonna, I have, I gave you pictures of the boys and they're all blacked out in the eyes, except for his because he's super proud. Like, he's like, I did
2: that. That's me. Um,
0: in July of 2004, he was arrested for assaulting Takatoshi Isono, an acquaintance he thought his girlfriend may have been involved with. Joe tracked him down. Tracked this man down. Basically, like you're talking to my girl, huh? You know, like hey, maybe maybe he had a girlfriend. Is girl,
2: girl, you ain't lying. Mm.
0: He tracked this man down, beat him, shoved him into his truck, drove him to his mother's bar in in where he kept him there and beat him for four hours during that time. He bragged about Junko, how he could get away with the murder. And he was just boasting and boasting
2: and boasting and boasting and boasting. Um, he was sentenced to seven years for that assault of that man for four hours. Eight years for Junko. Uh, uh, huh? the man who was like oh keep her there so a bunch of us can rape her got eight years but he beats this man for four hours well I guess it's
1: safe to say the judicial systems everywhere apparently are fucking
0: awful um, like come on man especially it's when it comes messy. to sexual Women. assault I know yeah. Um. so it's also said um, uh, uh, Agura's Joe's mother allegedly vandalized Junko's grave um, allegedly stating that Junko ruined her son's life.
2: <laughs> she blamed it on Junko.
0: The fuck? Um, he apparently, Joe then apparently depleted all of his father's savings Um all of the money, he went and just ball, was baller, spent all the money that was supposed to go to Junko's family, because he was, he'd be damned if, she, if her family was
2: going to get a single dollar. Not one cent.
0: So he went and spent it all. Um, obviously, a lot of people thought the sentences were too light for the crimes committed, but uh, uh there's just nothing, nothing I can say about that. It's it, it became a a story like any other true crime. You know, there was a couple of movies made, but how do you show that? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, oof, because you can't show everything. I, there's there was one movie made that had as much to do about the yakuza mm-hmm. as it uh, like the history of that as it did with um. With Junko. But anyway, so Junko's funeral was held on the 2nd of April in 1989. Um, one of her friends had uh, wrote something down, and uh, it was like a, on a card. It says, Jun Chan, welcome back. I have never imagined that we would see you again in this way. You must have been in so much pain, so much suffering. The happy we all made for the school festival looked really good on you. We will never forget you. I have heard that the principal has presented you with a graduation certificate.
2: So we graduated together. All of us. June Chan, there is no more pain, no more suffering. Please rest in peace. Sorry. So...
0: Um, Junko's future employer, that um, mechanical retailer, the electronic retailer um, presented her parents with the uniform that she would have worn. That just gets me. Um, In the position, had she accepted, had she taken it? um, And the uniform was placed in the casket with her. Um, And at her graduation, Junko's school principal presented her a high school diploma, which was then given to her parents. Um, the location near where Junko's body was discovered has now been developed and it's, it's now Wakasu Park. So they've made it into something beautiful. Um, and that is my awful fucking story. And I hope we have some answers to the question of the week because God damn it, I need a laugh or something. Before we get to
1: the answer to the question of the week, can we just say if you are experiencing sexual assault or anything like that, like, please reach out to somebody. Like, you don't have to keep it to yourself. You are absolutely not alone. Um, and if you see something, please, for the love of God, say something.
2: Um, don't know, be so much. Of... Kind of
1: <laughs> you never know what kind of life you might be saving. Um, so I just want to throw that out there. You're never alone. You can message us. You can message anybody. We will find somebody who can help you. Oh, um,
2: question of
1: the week answers new year's resolutions um barbara says i set goals with realistic expectations there you go i usually set three to accomplish during the year oh that's kind of like what you said yeah lisa says nope Uh, (laughs) (laughs) autumn said i gave up resolutions for a vision board years ago i have to say i've i did a vision board one time um and i when i did it it was because i was being forced to do it and i didn't it was like part of a a thing that i was doing and i didn't believe it but then like everything on that vision board came true and so no i'm like a firm believer in like vision boards now i'm a true believer okay so um, do you still do them i haven't done one in a while because just everything has been chaotic with the house and the flooding and all of that crap um, but I will probably do one again, uh, very soon. Can you believe I do, I no do believe flooding? Them. <laughs> no flooding is on the top of my vision board. Um, <laughs> um, I don't like, uh, Amanda says, I don't like expectations. I have to live up to, so no need to self-inflict. Amen. <laughs> Um, and Melissa says I don't typically do resolutions but a goal to stay on top of my health and stop blowing things off that could potentially be a bad deal down the road and then Glenn our friend Glenn says to give less fucks than I did the year before <laughs> I'm right ready with getting, you, Glenn. I know stop getting put in and, Facebook jail too I know
0: I know for real if um, you give less fucks then you don't get look at Ashley with her Sexy I'm hair, sorry. guys. She's
1: doing the sexy hair flip. Well, he's falling <laughs> in my face, so I'm trying to get it out of my face. Um, so, yes. Uh, supposedly, I'll be back in my house sometime this month. So that's a, that's also a positive thing. I know. We're going um, to have I mean, to have a party or something. Right. Yeah. Uh, well, it's going to be nice enough that people can, can come over now. It better be with uh, as much as has gone into the of uh, this house
0: <laughs> wow wow um, everybody is really excited for you i'm sure sure was tired of hearing me
1: complain about it um <laughs> but but anyways so new hair new house and we started the year off with
0: like the worst story <laughs> that was uh, next. really hard to talk about that was really hard
1: um, next week will be much lighter because as a request from, um, our dear friend, uh, Janet, um, I'm going to be doing an episode on tarot cards. Hey! Um, just all the different, all things tarot. Um, history of them, how to pick decks, how to do readings, how to ask questions at reading, all that kind of stuff. Are we going to yeah. give a reading? Um, I, I can, I can give you a reading, yes. Hey, listeners at home, if you would like a reading,
2: it's much easier to do
1: it if you are talking to the person. Um, but yes, they can message questions and I will try to do a reading, um, for their questions. If you would like to message the page, um, I will in advance post how you have to word questions because there's a certain way to ask a question for tarot card reading to get a good result um, oh um, it's a very i did not know that until i started really like studying tarot cards or anything that there are um like particular ways towards it so anyway i did gonna that happen next week uh, it'll be a much
0: it. funner episode i'm sorry but yeah that's that's good i'm excited thanks yay I'll all right everybody, everybody. Well, I we love you guys, and thank you for being here, being our yes. listeners. Here's Student Amazing 2022. Um, we've done, like, 130-something episodes, and Jason was just like, man, way to go, babe. <laughs> yeah, this is, like, the so, fifth year. I know. Way to, way to go, all of you, for still being yeah. here, still listening. We love you our, all. Our anniversary is in February. February 7th. Um, I have a little boy here. So I'm going to sign off. Yes. Um, We love you guys. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.